We're always on the edge of our seat waiting for you to hit that record button, by the way. It's just like, you going to do it? you going to do Never it? Never right? I like to tease. I, I like got, to tease I got nerder ball tip. still in my head. Just for the tip. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Nerdtastic Welcome, everybody. Are you guys ready for this? Episode number... Ten. ten. Yeah! Double digits. Double digits. We've arrived. Yeah. We have done we have it. Arrived. We can stop now. Exactly. To our one fan, thank you. I am your host, Jason Carter, and joining me, as always, is... Jack Geckler. Josh LeBrot. Fennel Style. And we should note that our good friend, our fifth compadre, who is not here this evening, Mr. Adam... McFarlane. He's been here for I think maybe half the time. Oh, I want to say he's a busy a guy. He's got he's got Ferraris and Lamborghinis. He does. To drive. He's got his he's got his work cut no, out. No, if for I him. if he's I lazy, he's sitting on his couch playing Xbox. He's if collecting I, unemployment. That bastard. If I understand correctly, he is actually in Washington State right now, near Seattle, driving snowmobiles in the recent snowpocalypse that they just had, and also he's going to be drifting cars at a drifting. He's course. at the rally. He's uh, at a rally course training yeah, rally. facility. Yeah, that, I think we talked about that last week, like, right? And it was it was in the location, the former set location of the show Twin Peaks. Ooh. I seriously hope a Yeti knocks him off his fucking snowmobile, and then somebody has to come along like and war. stuff him in a tauntaun. Here's what's interesting: <laughs> it's actually not the Yeti in Washington State, but Bigfoot. Bigfoot, Bigfoot, a Yeti. Bigfoot. I wish the show could capture my facial expressions looking at Jason as the shit comes out of his <laughs> I'm mouth. I'm just saying. I'm saying. I want to be clear about our cryptozoology here. The Yeti. Say again. If you want to be, if you want to be pure to zoology, what's the difference between a Yeti and Bigfoot? That's what I'm about to explain. Okay, great. The Yeti is in Nepal and primarily exists in ice and snow environments, while Bigfoot tends to be in a wooded area in the uh, north northwestern. <laughs> you doing a lot of snowmobiling through the wooded area? Yes. He's, he's, he's gonna he's gonna like have the misery shit happen to him. Where that brings up he a goes question. off the rally track and he crashes, and then Dolores Claiborne was, comes out and starts chopping his ankles up. What was the name of the fucking Yeti that that hit Luke? What's the name of that thing? Uh, the uh, Tauntaun. No, no, Tauntaun's what he gets stuffed into. Oh, I know. Because <laughs> I said it earlier. I just thought of this like three days ago, and now I can't remember. I know Derek's gonna fucking listen to this and be like, "Those sons of bitches." How it's do called I not a, know it's that? it's the Rancor's little brother. How could you not know? <laughs> <laughs> Rancor. Oh my god, why can't I remember it? See, I know stupid facts like Rancor, but I can't tell you what the fuck the no, Yeti's name Rancor was. Wait a the Rancor's the pit. Rancor's the yes. big... he falls into the big pit and fights. not the the freaking. No, the Rancor was. I in... missed that whole part. Once again, my face is. The Rancor is in Return of the Jedi when he when Luke goes to Jabba and says, "It's a Kawuki." He's like, "We now can banta pudu." No. Oh, Nerd. Dear. <laughs> dear, oh dear. This show has finally lived up to the hype in this little segment right now, in my opinion. It, it's it's a ride. I think it was a Bantha that knocked him off. No, that's not. No, no Bantha's what they ride. The, yeah, those were the snow people's thing. Damn it. What, what They're not it? called snow people either, dude. They're sand people. Sorry, sand people. It's Derek, so funny. There are people, you, yeah, there are people listening right now just that are just going like, that are saying it, you know? It's just like... I, 
watching I'm, a game show where it's like somebody, it's like, you know, Wheel of Fortune. It's like specifically blatant, you know, a bear. And they're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, oh, It's a goddamn bear. <laughs> E-R-B-A-L-L. Nerdball. I got, yeah, my, my excuse is I'm like half hungover from lunch. Six hours. That was ago. no. That was some. That we we uh yeah we segue right into that. That was that was a seriously good lunch. Uh, we we want to throw a, sh- a a shout out actually to a to an establishment that me Sean and uh, Josh went to today called uh, Golden Road Brewery. Fantastic. Actually, Thanks for the invite, by the way. Uh, which is right down the street <laughs> from DreamWorks uh, in Glendale, uh, off San Fernando. <laughs> Very close to where Jason works too. Um, just thought he was busy. Well, considering how we work a block apart, <laughs> I should hope so. Uh, <laughs> great times. Great, great times. times. Yeah, uh, great brewery. Good, good beer. Uh, good food. They have. I, jo- I think Josh said where they have four that's their own. Yeah, they had four on their own. It was you know, and at least twenty that were were locals. I guess. Yeah, they're just yeah. They're, they called them um, uh, guest taps. Yeah. yeah. So guest taps. Yes. In my mind, that's what happens when you walk in and you say, hey, waiter, tap, tap. I would like a seat. No. We got to get us recording video. No, 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 no. (laughs) I'm just saying, doesn't that sound like something that you might do when you need a seat? A guest tap. (laughs) We'll roll with it. I'm going to guest tap. I don't. Never mind. By the way, my CD is coming out. My stand-up comedy CD. (laughs) Soon. Is it free for but, uh, is, it, is it illegal download? Or are you gonna? <laughs> if you're in the Los Angeles, only available. Los Angeles. Is it gonna be on Mega? Uh, was it Mega yeah, Upload? Mega. Hey, we get we get nothing. I, oh, we get wait, nothing from soon? this. But if we're in the you're in the Los Angeles area, definitely go check out Golden Road, Road Brewery. It's a good spot. I think I finally remembered. It's a Wampa. Yes. Boom. Booyah, it's, not a, it's not a wonton. No, it's a Wampa. A wampa. So. I wah, think wah, 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 we're gonna start wah, wah, things wah, wah, off wah, wah, with some news that happened this week, which is. Two companies that we were talking heavily about, actually we've talked quite heavily about before, both Apple and Microsoft. And their use of child labor? Not particularly that portion (laughs) of the conversation, but uh, they released their earnings report for, I guess it's first quarter, and some interesting stuff. So let's start with Microsoft. Real great stuff. Uh, This is all news to me, so I'm the first time. Pulling in 20... Point eight nine billion dollars of revenue, Microsoft, and their profit was, I think it's eight, isn't it? Six point six billion. They profited that much. Yeah, six point six billion of profit. in pocket. Yes. So what? After everybody's paid sixteen trillion light years across, beat that. Now I don't follow <sighs> business super closely. <laughs> You're no math major. I don't follow super closely, <laughs> but to me, six billion dollars is a pretty darn good profit. Perspectively, what's even crazier is the, would you say 20, what? 20, 26, 27? 20 billion, 20.89. Okay. 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 What percentage of that is their operating income? That, that's my point. That was the key. That was to keep them even. Was that much? How nuts is that? They put out that much to make their, what, 6 billion? They had to put out 20 plus billion. Hey, this is a business. That's insane. This is a business. But you're making 6 billion. So contrast that's that. a win. That's a win in my book. Exactly. Chalk it up in the old wing column. So we're going to contrast Slash. that. Check. Check. <laughs> with. Did I am reading this right? With uh, Apple, who posted that they pulled in. Speak into your microphone. I'm sorry. That they pulled in. <laughs> we're professionals, Jay. Come on. Forty-six. <laughs> Apple pulled in forty-six point three three billion dollars in revenue. Thirteen billion of that was profit. Jesus. 
Stop buying their expensive shit. Hey, hey, <laughs> Jack, hey Apple, like, Apple, if you guys so are Jack, listening, can I, can I have a billion dollars? <laughs> can I have $12? Yes. <laughs> Any money you want to give me for free so I can pay your child labor, I'm in. By the way, that donation button on our website, still not up. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it all, we're doing it wrong. Oh, God. We're clearly so failing. <laughs> we would like to pay you guys for We're listening. negative. We're negative right now. <laughs> so true. Our revenue for 2011, so Jack, <laughs> negative yeah. 120. I will give an article of my clothing to every person that listens to this podcast. <laughs> So you'll be short as suck? Wow. Yeah, maybe. Wow. <laughs> Sean's going to be left with just a shoelace. So as you were pointing out, if Microsoft spent $20 billion to make $6 billion, Apple spent $46 billion to make $13 billion. Where's that going? Doesn't think? that mean, doesn't that mean, because I'm not defending one or the other, but doesn't that mean that Microsoft was actually more successful because they spent less to make you mean wasn't like it a pro- higher percentage you could, yeah if you look at the percentages i would say and i was trying in my head really fast i was trying to think where apple's spending it but the thing to keep in consideration with apple is is that they they maintain a, a, a chain a store chain so well, real stuff, retail stores exactly real retail stores Microsoft which has them too but, but not, not near the scale popular. no they're, i mean how many just think of guys how many how many in the la region could you say there are take a guess it's something for us to look up microsoft stores no 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 how many how many apple stores Almost every mall in LA has got an Apple store. No, not Do you count the, the little kiosks at Best Buy? No. No. No, no. no. Just the fancy no, it's stores. The store. I don't know. With the geek squad. It's got to be pretty. I mean, no. It's got to be a lot, dozen, right? Maybe. Yeah. With the nerd. I would say only like 13. Nerd Have you been in a Microsoft store? See, I haven't. No. No. I will s- tell you this much. Apple puts out all of the products that you've seen before. They put out stuff that you've seen demos of, you've probably played with before. Stuff that's available to you right now. Microsoft does that, but they also put out technology that you can't afford to, and you can play with it. That's the fun stuff. That's, like, that's what you want exactly. to play with. Like the that. Microsoft Surface. That thing, they, I have a, had you know, when you play with any kind of touchscreen smartphone, you do it all the time. But when you play with a freaking table that has touchscreen controls, it's pretty cool. You use your penis is, is what you do. Pretty, <laughs> that is not at all what you do. How does this table handle this? By the way. <laughs> I think we need to give a shout out to our good friend Pete Upson, I believe, <laughs> who sent out, was it an iPad case? Oh, yes. Josh, this do you want to cover this? Fantastic. <laughs> I can't condone this on the show, but you go ahead. Maybe I missed it. a little segment in uh, Nerdtastic. Segment. We're going to bring it down a little bit here now. <laughs> Talk <laughs> iPad cases. Get to know your case. Yeah. <laughs> get to know your technology. <laughs> your technology. So, this little gem here... Um, so I I don't know if any Thank of you, you Pete by the way yes for Pete this. I don't know if any of you out there have been familiar of a little fancy item called the flashlight, <laughs> but that is a uh, I have a flashlight oh uh, yes that would be close if is I it was made talking of about flesh? it illuminates things in a cylindrical fashion exactly this this, this it, goes against your religion trust me conical a conical fashion <laughs> if you don't know what it is Google it. You're doing it wrong. You're doing- <laughs> you don't know what it is. You are clearly doing it wrong. But there is a fancy attachment that uh, you can. It, it, it's kind of like a, the iPod cases. I'm sorry, the iPad cases that kind of wrap around and link. But on the bottom of it is a flashlight opening that goes into it. I clearly missed. This. Oh, it is fantastic. So, so you can watch. And no, interact? it's not even just. It's kind of watching and interacting. So on the screen, yeah. there might be a f- top a POV of you um, looking down on a woman who may be 
giving you a a fun little job. And at the same time, this is on your Johnson. And then same thing, too. If a, uh, a lady maybe is bent over, you can see that on the screen as your POV. Well, that is being... Full immersion. Oh, yeah. Full immersion. As you hold this thin square device. Full immersion, balls deep. I'm waiting for somebody to just get electrocuted by the iPad. By no, the but that's sack. the thing. It has nothing to do... There's no, like, stimulant things in there and stuff like that. It's literally just a flashlight, but it's... You can... It, it's just an attachment to the case. It to it. Yeah, it's just basically a flashlight that you can mount to an iPad. <laughs> Sean's, Sean's got to combine the best mount of both... Me. He's got to combine the best of both worlds. He's going to play Skyrim on his iPad <laughs> while he's jerking his Johnson with his flashlight. He's like, <laughs> like oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, books. This is... Yeah. Weird. Oh, let me read this spell. <laughs> oh, this God. Is, uh, <laughs> this is so weird. I have new... Yes! I want to heal myself yes! now. Oh, Good times. That concludes our <laughs> completely inappropriate part of the podcast. Our, uh, segment on. So I don't know what the that segment would be called. That's the. Yeah. I like it. That's our adult. The adult segment. The that's it for the big segment. technology companies and their earnings. Pretty interesting stuff. That's a lot of uh, a lot of money. Makes so you throw a big middle finger to all those jackasses with a lot of money. Sorry. So another quick bit of news. Uh, I think we reported. Two weeks ago, maybe, uh, two shows ago, something like that, that every minute of the day, 36 hours of video content is uploaded to YouTube. Here we are two weeks later, and I'm very happy to report that now every minute of the day, 60 hours of video content is uploaded to YouTube, which means at the end of a 24-hour period, you are roughly one decade (laughs) Behind. So do you think we're seeing like a Moore's law in like the amount of data that's produced? Yeah, the tubes law. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's going. What to, is the tubes it's law? It's going to double know, every yeah. two weeks. What is it? What? Now, is some, it the whole they two no, tell, the, they the, tell two friends? Moore's and law. Then they tell Moore's, two friends. Moore's law so states on. that that you know the speed of computing and the size of nanoprocessors are or not nanoprocessors. The size of the um, microprocessors are linked so that we will consistently have this upflow of speed basically, as the transistors as get smaller. smaller. It's I mean basically I'm comparing every, that and that as yeah. time goes on, every single day or every single minute, there's going to be you know the amount of data squared the next minute i think it's i think moore's law is specifically that every 18 months you will have twice the processing power available to you i got a little analogy for that let's try with a little company called skynet at 6 15 it became (laughs) (laughs) self-aware at 6 30 it nuked us i'm waiting for youtube to fall into this category where it's like at 6 15 youtube became (laughs) self-aware i can just picture you pretty much gonna know everything it needs to know about can you just picture jack Jack on top of his house with a tinfoil hat and a sign that says youtube please don't nuke me (laughs) it'll be up on facebook tomorrow i I think he'll probably be at uh yellowstone just like in uh 2012 2012 Uh, woody harrelson this is the greatest thing i've ever seen same. Uh, what and else? I'm dead. What else do we have on the news desk? How about some interesting hardware rumors for future consoles, specifically the next Xbox, rumored to be potentially called the Xbox oh. 720. This is up on our Facebook page. Posted it last night. Broke the story off a little site Spin called. Spin you around and, twice. And gadget yeah. who clearly beat me to it. <laughs> I actually think this was broken by joystick. Was it? I believe so. Not 100% sure, but I do believe so. The picture they had, Explain though, it. You, put it, you put it up when? Yeah, I, uh, I put it up last night. Explain it. Yeah, no, Explain it was like on But it, it, was on, it was on a gadget all day long. Yeah, I, I mean, by the time I read it at 2 a.m., it was already up there. Does but, it have a flashlight? 
That's a great attachment. question. I did like the styling. It's very similar, at least the picture they had up. The, the, the styling's very similar to the black Xbox that's there now. The slightly, slim. yeah, slightly modified though. Uh, kind of, kind of reminded me of that Alienware, that yeah, slim Alienware. Yeah, exactly, exactly. The X51. Ooh. I wanted more specs though. I was a little disappointed on some of the specs. So that they the specs that we do know mm. is that it is based on the graphics card will be based on AMD's six thousand series, similar to the Radon HD sixty six seventy, which supports DirectX DirectX eleven ten eighty p HD multi display output and my personal favorite three D. <laughs> Yay! Also, the processing power is rumored to be six times greater than the Xbox 360. That is 600 percent, or 20 percent more than the specs that are supposedly going to be on board the Wii U. I think that surprises nobody. <laughs> what is that though compared to the sure. PlayStation 3 now? Because that has more processing power than the Xbox. It Good does. question. It does. I doesn't the uh, rumor mill has not said. And I have not compared graphics cards because there's never like I mean, uh, what is it? People would eight and eight cell, something like that because they were you know, it's daisy chaining if you will a bunch of PlayStation threes to process data. They're not doing that with a fucking Xbox. I think it's proprietary how they tied them together, but this, the cells themselves aren't proprietary. You know, it's interesting to me. I, I guess the business model of making hardware is that you things become cheaper. <laughs> Right, so we know that if you get an if you get an Xbox now, it's considerably cheaper than when it first came out. That's mm-hmm. actually because the supply process, the manufacturing process, gets cheaper. That surprises me that it gets cheaper to make components to something. Do you think they're going on that note? Do you think they're going to learn from their first initial release, where I'm guessing every single one of us in this room, maybe besides Jason, had an Xbox fail on them? Red Ring. I, I had a thing. okay. Yeah. There, we're four for four. Do you think they're going to re- repeat that or take it the next step? Absolutely, sure. they're going to repeat it, and it's the best, most brilliant business decision they could possibly make. Agreed. Here's my thought on the on the whole subject. When when the Microsoft released the Xbox, I'm guessing that they knew it had a close to twenty percent failure rate, but they said whatever cost is involved to repair that twenty percent. It is well worth the investment to be first to market. Fair enough. With our next gen console. Totally. I could I could see. And that's that. the only reason why it is outsold the PlayStation and everything. Absolutely. Well now now I think reason. for other reasons we've <laughs> talked about, but that brings me to another point. If anything else, all the specs we talked about in prior <clears throat> shows that it has to have, if anything else, to be competitive and I think totally reign over the market, they have to go Blu-ray player in this. They have to. Oh, I thought you were going to say it has to come with its own iPad. That actually is rumored too. Katata, whatever that website is that I'm just having trouble pronouncing right now. Um, They said, I think that it's going to, or again, this is all speculation and rumor, but they said it's going to play Blu-ray. That that would take rumbling over there. Yeah, that would, uh, that would take, I would think that would take some market share away. You know what we sound like right now? We sound like TMZ for the tech world. Isn't that what we do? <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> I'm just realizing. That. I just that's the honest to God. That's the only. That's the only reason I'm still using my PS3. Is a Blu-ray. Player. If your Xbox had a Blu-ray, what do you think it would become? Uh, a paperweight. Maybe. Outside, I take that back. Outside of the PS3 media server, we talked about that. That's a pretty consistent streamer, and that uses the PS3's actual power to do the. Uh, 
um, to do all the calculations as far as converting it to the to right scales and whatnot. I still think Xbox needs to change how their search feature works in Xbox Live because it's really hard to type in what you want to search. That's <laughs> no. why you use Pain a Connect, and it's freaking awesome. <laughs> Xbox, you get the uh, bring me a beer. <laughs> <laughs> bring me wenches, bathe them. You get the uh, the little attachment, the uh, keyboard messaging attachment. Yeah, I don't I don't have a controller. Like I'm I use my remote. Oh, I use right. the keyboard. I'm a Josh. I use a little keyboard attachment. And I use the remote oh, too. Oh, that thing like, that plugs into the bottom and makes you look like you have a giant sausage in your hand. What? Whale, whale's vagina. Uh, what sausage? Or as the Iroquois called it, keyboard San Diego. <laughs> San Diego. <laughs> San Diego. What are you guys playing right now? Well, Modern Warfare Three. Modern Warfare <laughs> Three, because yesterday, I hate that game so much. They, uh, two new maps <laughs> got uh, released. Which ones? Jack. Uh, Piazza. Piazza is one. <laughs> Jason, I hate you. Because he told me, because I, I asked specifically at the beginning of the show, I said, Jason, bring them up real fast because I'm going to forget the names. Piazza and, and I Liberation. Last night. Leviathan? Oh, Liberation. Liberation. Le- Liberation. Leviathan. Leviathan. <laughs> <You're underwater. laughs> Labia? Liberation. Uh, <laughs> Liberation <laughs> being the Central Park map in New York City, which is and very long. And huge. Strong, shit tons of places that anybody can come out and get you. You sounds like a stab at uh, Battlefield Three. A little bit, actually. Yeah. It's it's not too different than the beta map that was out. Uh, the other one's Piazza, which is a a multi leveled uh, city streets of say Paris. That's where I looked at it. It's a an little Italian. Bit. Or it's an Greek. Italian. I mean, it's yeah, Italian, it's but Italy. it it reminded me when I was in Paris. Though the the streets go up a bit and curve and. So needless to say, last night, uh, myself, uh, Josh, Sean. Uh, Banana Grabber was but, on yeah. there. Adam, Adam was on. Was there. on. Right. We played you know? with Adam last night. Jason hates us <clears throat> tremendously and doesn't want to play with us. So Love we all you. Played. Don't care for the game. We played, and i got to be honest, we got our asses handed to us. Yes. Jack was very I don't happy. get very mad very often in that game, and I was frustrated with all my friends you, <laughs> and myself. Do you think you would have been better too. had you been playing on a PC? Oh, hell no. No. no it had nothing, to do. It had nothing to do with that whatsoever. The, the, the maps are new. And people had been playing all day long. The maps are new. People have been playing all day long. We had just got on, and there were only well, what time did we get on? Like eleven. There are only four of us in our party, so we're playing with two people that aren't really cooperating with us, and right. that that didn't help either. No. When we had six people in our party, we started winning. We actually did okay. Yeah, yeah we did. But plus yeah. <laughs> oh, we got it. We were right. How many? How many people does it take to party? Six. You can't have any less than no. Six. You cannot. You, this, by definition, is not a party. Nope. No. Nope. nope. But I feel like you're here, partying. Jason. You're here, Jason. I feel it's like a party. Partying. I feel like I feel like it's one of those things, and I've said this about the game in general. I feel like the more we play the maps, the better we're going to get. We played we played for like two hours last night. And yeah, that was we it. couldn't find the spots that people already knew about to just be in and look for. We were running. Into I think they could be fun. I'm with Josh. I think the I think the Central Park map is pretty awesome. I like it. I like that map. I can find. I've already found places on that map I like. The Piazza one. It's I'm, it's basically I have no idea how to play and that they, map. And they and they they said this in the breakdown. It's that one's made Sadly, for snipers, opposite. long lines of sight, and the other good one is a little running gun. So I have a question I'm not about a good running who, gun guy. How do you choose a distance. name? How do you choose a name for a map? Because I'm by how everything. You choose, you've, how do you choose names for colors in the paint cans? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Touche. Who's paid to make up that shit? <laughs> when you played Summer Breeze. Liberation, did you feel liberated? Yes. <laughs> You're so bad, dude. I'm curious. <laughs> what does the name have to do with the map? Well, I mean, the area. Usually, yeah, usually, obviously, Italy, and they're trying to recreate <clears throat> that vibe. Liberation, I'm not sure, other than you're trying to liberate Central Park. 
Because, like, if a map was about a golf course and it was called Golf Course, that would make sense. We they on, have a golf on course Black, Black, Ops, Ops. Black Ops. There was a golf course. It was called. No idea. Anyone? Cincinnati. Who knows what it was called? Well, a lot of times with summer breeze. <laughs> <laughs> Let's play the summer breeze. God, what was what that I, map? What, what I always thought was that the the maps were named for part of the game because it's not just a multiplayer game and that's it it's golf of mo- these maps are, are are taken from spots in the game so whatever section that was in the game or something like that it's named after that usually okay so which part of the game is the liberation i have map? not played through the game yet to be honest with you i don't neither think. have i which is horrible <laughs> interesting <laughs> it's breaking jason's heart yeah. interesting. Hey, real i fa- could care less i don't real, think those are from the game me. but real fast couldn't care less Real fast, something interesting about the two maps that came out. It was only available to Xbox, to Xbox Elite. Uh, Elite, Elite, Call of Duty Elite members. Because we're so elite. And uh, it doesn't become available to PS3 and PC Elite, for quite a Elite while. Elite is that service that you pay for on top of your Xbox yearly. Live? Well, a yearly no. amount. So, But you're paying a yearly amount well, for here, Xbox here's Live, the, here's the you thing. chose to pay another yearly amount? <laughs> no, for, no, 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 no. Here's the, here's the only way Josh, I Josh, justify school this. school him. Yeah, we just um this. What was the fact is those maps come free. So it's basically if you buy the map packs for the game, like the first map pack that's going to come out, usually there's we're going to do. There's four times usually, I think, in a year. And and it's kind of like, you know, one in the quarter, first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, so on. So within like the first quarter, you get a first map pack, which is $15. You get another one. That's $30. $15 for two maps with ridiculous names? Not necessarily. It's not just two maps. Usually it'll be... Like with Black Ops, it was a couple maps and like more zombies. Zombies, maps. zombies, exactly. <laughs> but uh, so there's this for that. Now with with yeah. with Elite, they're rolling them out earlier to where like we'll get two maps this month, we'll get two maps the next month, a spec, and then like, a spec op mission this month. Yeah, a we'll spec get... op mission, and so we get all this stuff earlier than what it would be if it was all rolled in during the quarter. We just get it earlier, and it's already paid for. And what we've found, is so you paid since, well, earlier. Well, so I, did, I basically <laughs> played. I basically did like almost a pre-order, if you will, for the map packs, and just already paid for the map packs. So what Jack and I did was we we went to the Codex B experience, and that was what was one hundred and fifty dollars or something like that. Yeah. With that, you get the event, but then you also get the game early, and you get the map pack. You get a year of Elite along with that purchase plan. How much is... is so the, what we figured out is we ended up saving $30 on the map packs or $20 on the map I packs that will come about, out over yeah. this year if you roll in all of the money that we spent on that. And you got to go to an event, and you got the game and the maps early. Yes, and we yeah. got to play yes. the game early, okay. and we got and, the game and early. And there's, a, there's, like, there's stuff where... Um, there's clan stuff specifically for which is kind of cool. You can go on to the website and um, you know track all your stats. There's a thing for your. There's an app on your iPhone where you can change like your um, class uh, your setups. classes, oh, yeah, you can your class your setups, and doing stuff like that. So your Xbox already has it. It's just little extra stuff. So but again, you can not waste valuable seconds changing <laughs> your class on the Xbox. Yes. So it's like if I'm talking to you right Jason. now about something and you go like, "Oh, this works out better than this." You know, setup does. So I can sit there and do it as opposed to trying to write so it down. So someone can hack your account and totally fuck up all of your all of your kits. And then right. you go into your game and be like, what happened? Where, You're going to use the pistol that breaks every 30 seconds class. What <laughs> I like about it, though, is somebody's a badass you play with. You can pull him up, see all his class loadouts, see what map. Like, you, you basically can help yourself get better i think by looking up these stats if you want to unlike jason who's like why do you play that <laughs> i look at you funny because you use the word better do you get better 
I think so. Yes. Or do you just learn I've gotten patterns? Better. No, no, I think you, you get, get better. Both. What, if, what if do you're you using better a, at? Learn well, patterns use a, is the first step of getting better, Jason. <laughs> Does that really make you better or just more knowledge? It's a learning computer. Is knowledge not it better? better? It's a known net process. Knowledge is, knowledge is power. Power oh, is better. Oh, there are 48 rainbows. I can fly twice. As there high. it is. There <laughs> it is. No, I think I think like loadouts. I think if you've been using a class setup that you're like, ah, I'm pretty good. But then I realize the guy playing next to me is always going 20, 30 points higher. What are you using? And you look over. Like it's funny. Josh gets made fun of by our, our group of OTC friends all the time for using a gun that the community deems is overpowered. And some could argue it is. And Josh, Josh uses this to his advantage because it is there. That's one thing maybe somebody else would see and go, what the hell is Josh using? He could go on to Elite, look up, okay, he's using this with this attachment, with these perks. Okay, I'm going to try that. Uh, and it's helped me a couple, you will couple different ways. Like I, do. I, I, was re- I was really bad at the game until I found a kit that suited me, and uh, a loadout that suited me, and now I'm about almost as good as Josh. <laughs> Sean was actually wrecking it the other night. Woo! Suck on them. When he's, when he's happy with the trying, game, it's kind of weird. I was trying weird. his loadout, too, and I was not doing very well. We argue about it's it all the time. a learning curve. I love that MK14, man. I love it. Love it. Love all right. it. I want one I want you, Jay, you got, I want you to play so bad, dude. <laughs> I, I definitely... Why won't you just want, play with us, though? Do you want to talk about Braid? Because I'm playing through Braid right now. What's Braid? Yeah. I know the ending, by the way. I don't, I don't tell even it know us. what the story's about. <laughs> what is Braid? Is what, what is that? It's a puzzler. Yeah, what is it? Oh, it's no, a, there's it's a story It's an arcade game. Mm. And the end of it's pretty fucked up. Are you talking about Limbo? No, I'm talking about Braid. Mm. Huh. <laughs> He's intrigued now. There's Look no at story. It's just... Nah, no, there's, gonna... there's a story. There is a story. All right, I'm curious. Yeah, yeah. and the end of it, you end it, you're just like, oh, fuck. Oh, that sucks. Like, you know, it's, it's messed up. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we can talk about Braid if you want. Talk about it. Go ahead. didn't even know what it was. Braid is basically a game where the core game mechanic is that you never die, but you have control over time. So the moment that you would run into a character or die or whatever, it just flashes the X button on the screen and you hold down the X button and it literally rewinds what you just did. Kind of like Prince of Persia, Sands of Time and stuff like that. So it's uh, it's interesting. But you can, everything is buffered. Every single action throughout an entire level is buffered. So if you hold down the, you know, the button long enough, you can go back to the moment you first started the level and it traces back every single action. Does it make did. the TiVo noise when you do it? <laughs> 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 God, God's, must, dude, God's must be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> With a nerdtastic DVR that goes bong every time you hit it. I'd buy it. Because it hears nerdtastic. I'd buy that for a dollar. Is that on the Xbox Live Arcade? Is that where you get that? It is. Yes. It is. And to no offense to anyone out there, it's not my favorite art style that I've seen. It's uh, kind of like a little church boy in a suit tie and a coat, but in like short shorts. That doesn't resonate. You just described like Jason. No, he looks like a ginger in my opinion. He looks like a little ginger yeah, in, but in, in a little suit. But in, a, in the upper half is suit and the lower half is short shorts. shorts. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense to me. Is he a Latter-day Saint? But the gameplay. <laughs> Jehovah Witness. Wow. Wow. <laughs> there's, there's, there's love for his, all his laugh from is the nerdastic crew. We are lovers of all people. I'm just laughing at Josh. That's what I mean. <laughs> oh, I love it. I'm sorry. 
my imagination. Why is it that you laugh? The I don't know. You because hear like I, no, I just because in my head, like you know, it'll yeah, exactly. It's a picture in my head, and then it just snowballs from there. And I just I can entertain myself with a piece of rope for seventeen hours, dude. I I had that fundamental thing that I never quite understood about the the naming of the religion, the Latter Day Saints. Doesn't that kind of sound like eh? We'll worry about it later. <laughs> I'm sure that was. Uh, I'm sure that was how it went too. I mean, it's just, people are going to confuse this with later. Are they not? Yeah. Maybe later just, day saints. Maybe just. Maybe. That's a great conversation. Where do these names come from? Who names these religions? Which ones? All of them. Hinduism comes after Hindu. Hindi. Hindi. Judaism. How about Jehovah? The goddess Ganesh. Well, the witnessing Jehovah? of Jehovah. Witnessing of God. Yeah. Yeah. That's. But. Latin. Why okay? Why not just go call it Jehovah? Because then you'd say I am a Jehovah. God. Yeah, then I, I am. am I am God. I am a God. Don't. I won't That's dive Latin. into their religion and their beliefs. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know too much about it. That's for another conversation. <laughs> it's like, yeah, let's segue out of that. I think it's probably time for us to talk about a very dear subject to our hearts <laughs> as we work in the film industry. Everyone in this room now, hmm. since Adam's not here. Thank God. The Academy Awards. Uh, Wrap it up. Wrap up the Academy Awards? <laughs> no. Yeah, so the Academy Awards announced their nominations this week. And Woot. there's a couple of interesting ones. I think some of the highlights probably for us are animation, Jack, what else? Maybe VFX? VFX. I think VFX and animation would be our two biggest ones that affect you know, our our areas that we've either worked in or worked in currently. I always, I always find it intriguing on what gets picked for best picture, too, for whatever reason. Well, they, had, they had 10 this year, which was... <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, no, no, no. Actually, they, 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 did, they narrowed it down to nine. Well, no, that's the thing. They usually do four to five movies, but back in the day, uh, when the Oscars first started and stuff, they actually had 10. And there's movies that wanted to get kind of the the nomination of being recognized as a great movie because normally the top four to five movies that are always up for best picture are dramas or some sort of serious movie but there are exceptional comedies out there that were like with great writing like with bridesmaids bridesmaids was a fantastic movie with with writing and stuff Mm. so that's being more acknowledged so just like with pixar's last year with um uh toy story three and stuff like that that was up for a best picture because they wanted to open up and broaden the, uh, broaden the uh, no appreciation. That's not the first time that that an animated film has been nominated for best picture. No, 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 no. no I'm Beauty not saying the it's Beast? the first time. I'm just saying when you have a field of so many good movies, because yeah. like it, you know, and even Dark Knight was up, which would don't not they, nor, never happens, normally. Don't they just up bump up the number of nominations <clears throat> based on how many get submitted? No. What happens if there's did. like all crappy movies and one good one? Is there only one nomination that year? Well, look, there was a. They said they were going to do ten, but they only did nine. I think yeah, with Josh, I think with Justin, they scale it back. <laughs> How'd you like to be that tenth one? We made it. Psych. <laughs> See you, sucker. So obviously, let's near, talk about what's important. Yeah, near and dear to our, let's our talk hearts. About, let's talk about a, a thing. Since three of us do work at DreamWorks, and Jason used to work at DreamWorks, we have two DreamWorks nominated films for best animated feature. But which one for this group of four guys in this room right now <laughs> is clearly the winner of that? No contest there. Well, where I was going with that is this is actually the second time that two animated films have been nominated from the same company. And that was in 2004. DreamWorks also had Shark Tale and Shrek 2 nominated 
for the same year's Oscar. Shark Tale made the nomination. It wasn't a lot of competition that year, apparently. Which Incredibles won that year, but there was oh, a damn good movie. The second Over time, Shark Tale. Second time, two year, two uh, two films nominated from one studio. So Jason, go ahead and go ahead and rattle off the best animated uh, feature film category. So the nominees are A Cat in Paris, Chico and Rita, Kung Fu Panda Two, Kaboom of Doom, whoop, whoop. Puss in Boots. And Rango. Now I have a question for you guys. By the way, since all three of you worked on the film, congratulations for Kung Fu Panda Two being nominated. Thank you, sir. Thank, Thank you. you. Very, very. Congratulations uh, to you for Puss in Boots. I Thank still you. don't. I still don't feel like I worked on that film. By the way, it's, <laughs> I, for better or worse, feel like I worked on that film. Now I do want to take it down to a serious moment, real quick. Which is, no matter how much we take this stuff for granted, we granted all uh, granted. Okay, sorry, we don't take it for granted. <laughs> Uh, we all in this room worked on Oscar-nominated films this year. And if you sit back and think about that, that is a pretty spectacular feat and a very nice feather in the cap. Yeah. Regardless of if you win. I mean, that's that's really, really nice. I get excited every year. I mean, oh, yeah. I, I my in my head, there's... And every year I get disappointed. Outside of... Yeah, well... Yeah, well no, I have every year, but you know, I outside of us as a goal in life, wanting to, in this industry, obviously, make more money. I, that's any job I think any of us would have. To me personally, that's... I, I hope when, if, when it's my time to pick, if I have a choice to pick movies I work on, I look to that. I look to a movie that I feel is going to be worthy of going the distance and people are going to want to go see it. And I, and I try, I, I've been lucky at DreamWorks to try to, to, uh, I have been too very lucky. Me and Sean both in the last couple of years have been very lucky to be part of those films that we both felt like this is going to go somewhere. This is a great film. And now go somewhere, meaning it. people are going to see it or it's going to yeah, win awards yeah. because well, it's a very clear yeah, distinction. You know, well, I say both, I guess. Yeah. I, mean, I feel lucky too, because all of the films that I worked on, except for one was, were fun to work on like there there are films in the industry that you're like i i don't know if i'm gonna make it through this one but and while Sean, I, you, while know you and i while our careers married each other at dreamworks for a while i got all the crappy projects <laughs> while i was there no and that happens to people I, I work with people i mean our, our friend our friend i love you pete but pete i feel like is in that curse of the dreamwork films hey that pete don't if you're listening do this stop making madagascar movies <laughs> stop moving moving it but uh no, I had a great example of this. Uh, when I had a chance to go to Rhythm Hughes, this was after Sony Imageworks, uh, where I learned Massive, the opportunity was first approached to me there to work on Alvin and the Chipmunks. And it was the first time in my... The first... squeakquel? Uh, no. No, the first one, actually. I th- uh, yeah, I think. And they. Uh, it was the first time in my career where I, for better or worse, made a decision to say... You know what? I think I'm gonna have to pass. I, I just don't think that movie. I'm, you know, I, I had some other options maybe. And then it came up, and she said, "Well, how about Golden Compass?" And I said, "You know what? Hey, that's gonna be a yeah. She's pretty hot on that box. Yeah, look at the look at the jugs on that one, huh? It makes Not no bad. sense. She's on that. It's a microphone stand box we're looking at. By the way. <laughs> Anyways, I, I had a chance to go into Golden Compass, and I had a great time. Thought it was a great project, and sure the hell enough, it won the visual effects Oscar. And it's the first film I've ever been on that actually won an Oscar, which was awesome. So that's cool. So you've actually worked on Oscar-winning films. I've only worked on Oscar-nominated And I left... I'm in the same boat with you, Jason. And I left when they actually did the ceremony. It was just kind of odd. They did the ceremony at work for the people who were still there. They didn't lay off. And they all got pictures with the trophy. And I saw my friends. I'm like, ah, that's, you know, that's important to me. I worked on the visual effects. I'd love to hold the trophy and get a picture. 
that same year is when I was at Digital Domain when they won for Benjamin Buttons. And we had a huge party while I was at work and everybody got to take pictures with it. And I, that was my protest. They were like, dude, go get a picture with it. I'm like, I didn't, I didn't win it. Yeah, you could say that it was the Golden Compass one. I could have. And I think in retrospect, because they took pictures on green screen, I should have. But to me, <laughs> I get weird, dude. I get weird about question. stuff like that. It's not mine. I, I feel strange about it. It's just not mine. So I want to ask you guys there's to do morali- something. There's a morality lesson there for everyone listening. If you're listening. I mean, it's up to you. Do what you want, but you're wrong. I'm you're, gonna, <laughs> you're lying to yourself. I'm going to ask you guys to do something now, which is going to be hard, I admit. But I want you to set all bias aside for the movie you worked on. And honestly... Give your opinion on what you think, not is the most deserving, but knowing the Academy, what will win the Oscar? I haven't seen the two foreign ones, so I can't. Which are 2D, let's point out. Yeah, They're both 2D, and one, I think Josh could point so, out, rotoscope. So Jack, Jack made an interesting point earlier that uh, he, uh, and I kind of agree that our hope is that the politics in the Academy put a nod towards Kung Fu Panda 2 because it, because it is the first female animated director in the, and up most for the award, highest up for money the award. most successful yes right too so we should i mean there's politics there that probably have some influence kudos to jen yeah now the on the other note with the with the politics of it i to be realistic uh gore uh i'm gonna mess up his last name verbinski verbinski thank you who's worked on some <clears throat> projects jason's very very fond of Big big pan of the big pan of the pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> uh, direct, well directed said. directed Rango and I and I I've yet, I have two screeners of it at home that I've yet to watch. But everything I've ever seen of Rango, the look is it looks amazing. I but I haven't seen the film, so I don't know. I liked it. I really enjoyed it, but I don't believe in my heart of hearts that it is a better film than Kung Fu Panda. 2. I have watched Pitts. Uh, sorry, just that doesn't back. mean no, no, that, that doesn't answer Jason's question though, because Jason's wondering what we think the Academy's going. No, to no, no. And I'm going to go with this. I yeah, exactly. And and then I I think if the I think foreign the press is going to pick all the ones that will piss us off, I think that's what's going to happen. I don't think either of the two D are going to win. I think if they would have won, it would have been at the Golden Globes that they gave to a, a pretty popular foreign film, believe it or not, which is Tintin, which <laughs> didn't even get the nod. I think honestly, I think this is a great year for our company because yeah, this could be the year. And what, I think now, when go you say way. our company, you mean your company? Yeah, Mine, Sean. I know. We the great, the great, and, and your old, and your old, and a movie you worked on at that said company. The thing is, I'm I'm back and forth because a lot of people. What's your opinion, love Jason? Puss. Yeah. So I know you have one. really, so really quick. The one yeah. thing to mention too, with the Golden Globes, the Golden Globes is actually voted on foreign by press. ninety people, ninety people of the foreign press, and normally. Those people they're have all been in it shit-wits. for a very, very long time. The only time that you can get in and actually be a person that votes on the Golden Globes is if you're you have 90. to wait for somebody basically to die. And then you take their spot. So it's a bunch of old people. It's kind of like the Supreme Court in that way. <laughs> exactly. That sounds, is exactly, sounds like it. That right? is exactly basically, if you want to say it, think it's about it that way. Now, the Academy Awards is thousands of people. Well, every Academy member gets to vote if they yes. want so that you know, which that, if you're nominated, you instantly become an Academy member. And the Golden Globes kind of in no, my, no. If you're nominated, the Golden Globes, in my opinion, oh. is they want to get <laughs> names on the red carpet. So that's kind of why, in my opinion, why you saw Tintin and Steven Spielberg in those situations. So does that mean I'm part of the Academy and I can vote? Your name wasn't. You're not part. That's that's funny. Like the, the saying Golden Compass because I won. I should be in. But the problem is is. I'm not the VFX who accepted yeah, yeah. the award. 
Yeah. So with yeah, that, it's so shady. <laughs> that's one thing you have to also take an accountant of who votes and why it's a little. What do you, you think, know? The Jason? Oscars, in my opinion, are a little bit more. Um, I don't know what the word is I'm trying to think of. And I don't want to say reputable or like, um, you know, whatever. But again, you're you're not just dependent upon 90 people that have been doing this for a long time. Here's here's what I, I don't understand. I, you know, when I was growing up wanting to be in the movie business, the Oscars was this amazingly huge event for me. I would watch it. I would have friends over. You know, I, I couldn't get enough of every moment of it. I loved it. It was this big spectacle. And Billy Crystal killed it. My... My honest opinion, and I, I just have to put this out there. I just, I don't get it. I don't. What the the one that that really killed it for me was when Kung Fu Panda One was up against Wally, and Wally won. Yeah, that was retarded. For me, no offense to you guys, I believe the first Kung Fu Panda was a better film than the second. I agree, and. I was in love with that film. I just thought it was great. Whether I worked on it or not, it was an amazing... It was really, really fun. It was the first DreamWorks film I even liked. Exactly. And Wally comes out, which for the first 20 minutes was certainly very Oscar-worthy. But for the rest of the film... I just don't get it. Yeah. It wasn't coherent. It wasn't connected. It was a different and, film. I felt like yeah. they gave it to Andrew Stanton's younger handicapped brother to direct. <laughs> That's awesome. Take that and I don't know as Andrew. So... Yeah. The moment that that happened, I actually told myself, I no longer have any respect for the opinions of the Academy, and I will not watch the Oscars for five years. And this is year number three. And you caved, you caved last year for me. I didn't watch the Oscars. When it last year? You came I came over? to your party, but I was upstairs. Oh, that's right. Uh, I, I just don't understand. And here's my thing. I, I honest to God believe... That the Oscars are a worthless award. Worthless. It is, Sean, to your opinion, so much politics. Ooh. Let's say Rango was the most brilliant animated film ever made. I have a thing about that too after you're done. It might go to Kung Fu Panda 2 because Jen is a woman. Good for Jen. Does that make her, does that mean she should win over somebody who's more deserving, who made a better film? I'm not saying that's the case, but I no, I I, 100% I just don't understand. The politics are so unbelievably rampant, and I and this is just my my little soapbox here. But the Oscars, the Academy is struggling right now to get viewership for the Oscars. Absolutely struggling each year. It's declining, declining, declining. Guess what? That's because everyone dis- everyone disagrees with your choices. Clearly, you are on a different pulse. Your finger is not on the pulse of yeah the people's choice mainstream awards. They got no problems. Absolutely. To that end, Sean. We have. We have a little break. That was your wrap it up music. It was. I was trying to just find something. Is that what you've been doing your phone for the whole time? Trying to find this fucking orchestra wrap it up music just for fun. That's the like. Okay, you need to get out your soapbox (laughs) music. But uh, in our industry, we have this thing uh, called the CIFA, which is like the animated something International Federation of Americans. I made all that up. It's it's basically International Federation of America. <laughs> That's an amazing group of guys. But uh, I, I, the those are voted on by our peers, which means if you make if Kung Fu Panda goes up for an award, people at Pixar, people at Disney, people at ILM, people who know what it took to make the artistry of your film, vote on it. Same with the VS Awards in the Academy. Somebody who won Best Makeup in 1934. 
may vote on the best visual effects and they know nothing. They could be blind and they're voting on the best visual effects. That makes no sense to me. Someone who won a best director award in the past or was nominated for best directing, they should be able to vote for best director because they know what to look for. Maybe a cinematographer, a director could vote for a cinematographer. There's a few categories they could cross over. It makes no sense to me why someone in makeup or maybe sound design would vote on costumes. I don't understand it. Like, this just doesn't make any sense. They're completely different skill sets and disciplines. Whereas in our industry, there is an awards, the um, Annie Awards, which are the Animation Industry Awards that are voted on by our peers, for our peers. And you know that you're going up against the most critical, the most professional eyes possible. And so for me, if I won an Annie Award in my industry, it would mean so much more to me. Than an Oscar. Oh, and often, shit, I didn't finish voting. Today was the last I day. Did. Now I'm going to get off my fucking, soapbox. Fucking took no. forever. I'm going to get off my soapbox with one more thing. I say all of this. If 10 years from now, I get nominated for an Oscar, <laughs> you better believe that's going on my resume. <laughs> you better believe I'm stoked. I'll be like, Oscar hey. Oscar winner Jason Carter. Hey, guess what? I like to speak in public. <laughs> I'll, I'll give a 10-second Oscar speech. Sure. <laughs> now, you better believe that, that if... It has such notoriety to it that if that were to ever come in my career, it would mean something to but me. But you can Absolutely. get up there and tell them but how... Pull a Michael how, Moore? Yeah, how dumb they are. And <laughs> Hey, guess what? This Oscar that you just gave me? And then spike it on the ground exactly. and say, No, that, thank you! Shame on you, I don't want Mr. it. Bush. Y'all are wrong. <laughs> but that's, you know what? That's sort of where I'm at with my... That's where I feel like I'm at with my career. That's like, I, I'm very big on goals. And that to me is, is a goal. There's something to me. There's you the want to win an Oscar as a goal of yours? I do. I do too. I want to be up on stage I and I want Oscar some in my acknowledgement for the years I've put in and, and my family who supported me back in the day. Like, it's a weird kind of sense of accomplishment. It'd be the same with an Annie. I'd feel not the, exactly the same. It, but this is curious. I'm curious. An Oscar is weighted higher for you. There's more notoriety Absolutely. Absolutely. You would rather win an Oscar in your career than an Annie. Oscar's Absolutely. Gold. I am the exact opposite. Absolutely. I would much rather win an Annie Award because it's voted on by people who know what, what it took to make it. But if they, I was an actor, I'd be actually be more kind of flipping that. I'd be more uh, appreciative, if you will. Like if I was if I was an actor and stuff like that to win something from the Screen Actors Guild. They that take that reason. very seriously. Because that, that's SAG voted awards. on, actually. But yeah, the SAG Awards. Thank you. The SAG Awards, as opposed to being like, it would be an honor, don't get me wrong, and an Oscar to me you know, would be the, the, the pinnacle of my career and stuff like that, which I would love to have. Now, if I was an actor and I was to win an Oscar, it would be great. Now, if I was to win that with from the SAG Awards, it would be even more of an honor. That reminds me. Whatever happened to our nerdy? Did we, uh, did we get that off to the Valve group? Nope. <laughs> exactly. I think I see that talk. ball that Jason just dropped. How, yeah. how, <laughs> it's not Jason. In, in, in what world, in what world, world did I own that ball? Oh, you owned it. Uh, but Jack, to, to your point, this is something I think is interesting. If you had, if we had had this conversation ten years ago, I would one hundred percent agree with you because back then I believed that the Oscars meant something. But now it's it's all politics. The, there's the notoriety of it is gone for me. Well, let me tell you some of my reasoning. One of my and this is this is so completely selfish, but it's something that's important to me. Is it's uh, this acknowledgement this acknowledgement to my to my family to everybody who's always asked me, "What are you doing? What's going on out there?" and whatnot. To when you win an Oscar. Obviously, you're on a main stage. It's it's televised. Your family, your peers, everybody gets to see a face behind what you've done. And to be up there and accept that and be able to thank those people in that kind of environment, to me, is potentially it's, grander than sure. if you know if I tried somehow to invite the, you know the hundred of my family to to the Annie Awards and, and so explain to them what that is. Right. So it's, to, it's less about 
the award itself and the fact that it was honored to you, but more about, hey, I get to get up on stage in front of, it used to be millions and millions of Americans. Now it's <laughs> probably a couple million Americans. But you can thank your family and the people who have supported you in front of such a massive audience. Absolutely. Okay. And, and, that makes and, sense. And, and there's, I, I there's that. also, I mean, th- let's be honest too. There's also some weird, whether how it's voted on or not, there's some weird kind of acknowledgement that hopefully, and this hasn't been the case with all directors and even certain ones who are nominated in our category <laughs> that we're all talking about, that I, I I hope the movie maybe wins, but I hope not for the reasons they went for. But there's a justification that, you know what, it, finally, I'm getting some kind of acknowledgement. Now, you're right. Maybe it would be better to get the acknowledgement from, you know, the Annie from my peers or from VES if I won a visual effects award from VES because I voted on it now four years in a row. There'd be, that would be some great sense of accomplishment because I'm up against people who are doing the same shit. I, yeah, it's... I know I'm repeating myself, but it just to me seems like I'd rather have someone, I'd rather have you guys vote on my work that know what went into it than some old grandma who won yeah, a I Best agree. Supporting Actor. I, 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 I understand, saying. yeah. I agree with that. I don't well, one thing, on too, it. when you were saying about the whole kind of <laughs> politics, if you will. I will. Now, I, <laughs> I, I want to say that I think Rango will probably win. And I think that because now that Paramount is trying to do their own um, animation studio and Paramount kind of releases with Gore Verbinski being part of that, that they are going to do a huge push and huge reaching into those pockets to make sure that this is acknowledged and seen Hmm. to sit there and get their name out of like, look, we have Rango. Now we're going to do our this studio, too. You know? Yeah, it's interesting. I, I, I agree with you i believe rango will win i haven't seen it but my reasoning is because i try and analyze the politics of the academy and for me i think anytime you break out of a mold that someone is tries something new i think the oscars get attracted to that the academy gets attracted to that so every year for the animation awards it's always a dreamworks movie a pixar movie or two maybe happy feet maybe maybe (laughs) disney or sony might have a blip every once once in a couple years it's always the same stuff. There's so few animation studios out there making stuff. So the fact that ILM comes along and says, hey, we're really good at this stuff. Who has deep pockets, mind you. Sure, absolutely. In the academy. For, for Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. But the fact that they ha- are doing something that really is in their blood. I mean, it really, I think you could argue it's basically a visual effects photo real movie. It just so happens that there are no, no photography in it, right? It's all CG. So they come along and they say, this stuff is ingrained in our bloodstream mm-hmm. as a company. Why not do a full CG movie? And I think the Academy is going to go, cool, you've never done that before? Here's an Oscar. Yeah. Doesn't matter what else was out. Doesn't matter how awarding was. You did something new. Here's an Oscar. That's my opinion. That's why I think Rango will win. I, I'm with you a bit on the, you know what, on the jaded part, though. And I, and I think back to the party last year. I, I, you know, I was so proud of, and I know Sean was down there, too, with the... With How to Train Your Dragon, I Absolutely. I just was proud was of it. An and I don't get very movie. proud and of films I work is. on, but I was exceptionally proud. Most favorite. It also was extremely hurt when we lost, which was weird for me to feel that way. But like I, I felt like it was friendly at the time where I was going to be really proud. This movie's going to win, hands down. 
and to, we lost. To bring this whole conversation full circle. I don't even remember who we lost to. I know it was Toy Story, Story 3. 3. Yeah, I know it was Pixar. Fuck, that still pisses me off. Look, here's why I didn't get pissed <laughs> at all about that, I don't get why they think that sequel was so fucking amazing. Here's why it I wasn't. Didn't, here's why I didn't get pissed off at all about that. is because I gave up years ago caring about the Academy. And let me tell <laughs> you, you how, right. let me tell you how <laughs> liberating <laughs> that feeling can be. Is that where I got the map name? Yeah. That's what I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking they, they're liberated from their caring about the Academy. Now I say this. For everyone who is out there voting and, and on the Oscars and actually giving it their all and actually really putting thought and care into this and not just Come voting for on, too. you know, thank you for what you do. <laughs> thank you for what you do. If you are in the Academy and you're voting on something that you know nothing about, go throw yourself in a dumpster. I didn't vote. You know, well, I didn't vote in the, the the for the Annies and stuff like that in subjects or, you know that I didn't understand. You know what? This is the I first year I didn't do that either. The the last I think ten I didn't vote because I felt I'm what's not going to give an what's accurate a subject that you feel like you couldn't accurately represent. Sound design, I couldn't. It's fair. Yeah, totally. No, I was production uh, like stereography. Pre- yeah, I can't even really <laughs> view stereo. Jason right Carter. Well, so. Every time. Sean goes into every stereo movie with one eye closed. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing it wrong. <laughs> but I mean, ones. Because, because you know, you you get to view the clip, and most of it you've seen every fucking every one. clip you have to go through every <laughs> single one, and you have to it has to be checked off that you have watched it. It actually records that you've watched it. Now, even if I hadn't seen it, I'd seen the majority of the ones that are in there, and had I seen maybe every episode of a show, no, but I've seen enough to to make an educated, you know. Uh, not an educated guess because I want to say it's a guess, but you know I, I sit there and I go an like, informed decision. Thank you, you. an you informed have, decision. Yes. So um, with that though, there were ones I could not do because I didn't have an informed decision, such as the best animated stuff like that for uh, toddlers. Like you know they had the uh, was it preschool or something? Like they had <laughs> me and Jason got that shit down. <laughs> yeah, there, there there was there was two categories to where I was. Just like, I've kids. never seen these shows. I may have heard the name of it, but I do not know what the hell it is. So I just skipped over it. And Josh, let me just say personally, I commend you for that. Yeah, I, I think appreciate it, it. I think it takes. I, I think it takes thing, a stand, yeah. some guts to actually say, you know what. I don't know what enough about that. I'm not going to vote on that. <laughs> not, I'm not going to pollute it. To not mark it. C on all the questions you don't know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> Different story, Sean. That's how I got through high school. No, uh, but I, I think that because what you're doing, if you were to if you were to vote on something you didn't know about, you're polluting. Yeah. The 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 actual vote with misinformation, and I think that's really. I do take it serious. I I mean that's the thing. I do take the Annie Awards seriously. Just and I and I do the same for VS. I take it very serious. Mostly, we know a lot of people who are up for nomination, which is cool. And and I, I Josh could probably attest too. There was a lot of stuff we watched uh, that we talked about afterwards. Going, dude, did you see that? That was uh, you know the clips they force you to watch stuff that you've never watched. And there was some that I was like blown away with that I had oh, never yeah, yeah. seen. I'm like, dude, that is way cooler than I thought. Yeah. And I switched my votes on things if I had just read names, I would have been like, okay, that's gonna okay, I'm gonna vote for that for sure. And then I went back and went, okay, dude, that was that was that was amazing. Yeah. Uh, let's let's go over let's go over the uh, the visual effects category. Who's who's nominated for that? That would be Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part Two, Hugo, Real Steel, Rise of the Planet of the Apes, and Transformers: Dark of the Moon. Hmm. I'm torn I'm between torn a little bit too. I'm Planet of the Apes and Dark Side of the Moon. No. Dark, dark of the moon. side of the moon. There's no dark side of the moon. I don't like calling it the dark of the pink moon. Pink Floyd. There's a dark side. 
we've been over this one in my opinion before with the Golden Globes. This one to me is entirely going to Harry Potter. Oh, Again, all for no. political reasons because they have pretty much been snubbed. I don't want to say snubbed. They haven't received awards yet for the other seven movies for good reason. But I think oh, there's good effects. It's not. I'm bad. not saying. I'm not saying it's the most deserving. I'm but they're saying not the best politically. Yeah, I know. I know. I know where you're coming it. from. But suck it up, guys. Sorry, yeah. there were better things out there. <laughs> I I still stand by it. I think Sucker Punch was the best visual effects. Wasn't that last year? No, no it, was, it, was, it was. It was. It was. It was, it was in part it of like the Bake Off. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, it was in 2011. But it, it had got, some good. Oh, it had some good stuff. I'll get, it, well, some good and some bad. In my and opinion. let me just say this: I've seen Hugo. No offense. Really? I haven't. Seen I it. mean, really? I haven't seen it. It's in best visual effects. I don't know. I heard bad. Certainly, things. Josh. Certainly, Sucker Punch. Oh, deserves that spot. Fucking down. Certainly. That's a political move, though, and that's all. That's all Scorsese. So I it's same with Golden Globes why he won. I, I haven't seen the movie, but I was like I, I said the same thing to myself. Really. Back on my soapbox again, Academy. If you want people to care about the Oscars, quit putting so much effing politics in there. Pardon my well, how, yeah, but how, pardon my effing. <laughs> how many how many times did Scorsese lose? He got snow. Yeah, he did get well snow. Long, till last year, right? A long time. Yes. Yeah, till was it uh, last year. Mm-hmm. I think it was last year. He finally mm-hmm. won. Two years ago, a couple years ago. Two years uh, ago, de- Departed, right? Is when he finally yeah, won? Yeah, yes. Departed. Thank you very much. Which was well-deserved. That was tell a me, good movie. Talk to me briefly about Real Steel, because i got to tell you, there's I something about that movie. Love great. I haven't seen great. it. I really want Super to. Super fun. You will love it. Awesome. You fun. will love it. You in particular will love it. Uh, a lot of my friends at DD did a lot of the work, and uh, which was awesome to them. Same with Giant. It was awesome. Our now, friends doesn't at Giant, it, Doesn't too. it have, I've heard from a lot of people, doesn't it have an actually legitimately good story? Yes. The story's great. It's a fun little family flick. Here's something. Better than kind of Super 8 did when it came to family flicks. Here's something interesting about the VFX yeah, category. I agree with that. A lot of times this award is all about spectacle, right? Like a lot of times this award is all about, hey, what are the biggest, the most flashy, the most intense visual effects as opposed to, hey, what visual effects maybe were the most immersive in pushing the story along? Because I got to be honest, a lot of the movies that are nominated for visual effects aren't super story centric. I mean, there is Transformers Dark of the Moon on here. Right. Well, fair enough. Rise of the Planet of the Apes was in, it, it very intensely yeah. story driven. Okay, I, fair enough. I mean, it's just a, an observation. Okay. Um, I think if you had to, if you wanted to compare it to, does the VFX support the story and vice versa? I, I and you wanted to look at the category in that way. You, I, I would have to pick Rise of the Planet of the Apes over Real Steel. And the Real Steel was a great film. Rise had so much more complicated things going on in it, and. They just and it all needed to be done the way it was done to make that story work. This is a side tangent here, but are there any stories or experiences or anything that games that you've played or anything that you you can't play or you can't watch because of the design, the art design? Like it just rubs Minecraft. you so wrong. I'm there. No, I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm with Sean 100%. Okay, the fact the number of people who play Minecraft 20 million at, at, at this time and age. <laughs> Where we're at, twenty million as of today. Are you fucking kidding me? No, 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 no. I'm just that. That's a general statement to all you Minecraft players. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I don't doubt that they have fun playing the game. I just I, every time I look at it, I'm like, I don't. This makes my eyes go hurt. fucking buy a set of Duplo box, <laughs> not Legos. Duplo. Go look that up if you need to check it. They're the big blocks. You should know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, my daughter. My daughter loves them. <clears throat> 
I, I I bring it up because for me, there's there's a game that I didn't notice while I was playing it, but I stopped for a long time and I went back. Fallout Three is one of the ugliestly designed art, just from an art design standpoint, game. It's so gray and dismal. Couldn't and lacking it have in color. been though? Couldn't it have been something amazing with just the oh, environment? Absolutely. Sure. absolutely. It could have been lush for a after like apocalypse world. It could well, still be. Amazing. I pictured sort of like what they did with Rage, but it's environments that were pretty. I I didn't play it. I just saw images that look pretty immersive as far as what an apocalyptic world would look like. There's there's two that pop into my head uh, real quick. Uh, Planet of the Apes is one of them. I didn't. I couldn't watch this movie because for some reason the design, not just of this movie, but of the whole idea of the Planet of the Apes series, the old ones, the one from ten years ago or whatever it was. I just it just rubs me wrong. It's an amazing film. Me and Sean went and saw it. Yeah, I just I, I, and I it could Josh be the best story it. ever told, but from an art yeah. design standpoint, I just the idea of these humanoid apes, I just it rubs me. They're wrong. not even human. They're not apes, humanoid so. in this film. They're not. I no. just, I they're know. just apes that are just progressively getting smut. Well, and well, that, and that's are, very, and no, that's very no, like that's, yeah, that's not even really it in move in the movie either. But it's very it's it's this just, is the origin story. Yeah, of how that all came about, how Mark M- Michael Clark Duncan became an ape, uh, and then the other one, the other Bravo, one for sir. the other one for me is the Gears of War series. Wait, but so you think oh, you think God, that really? That, yeah, they're just big balls. They're like they're giant round oh, characters. You gotta be fucking kidding me, dude! The art they're pretty ass to animate. I'll tell you that. So you think art that, design is just not there? For I, me. I'm just. Oh. I, I have to question this just briefly. Sure, sure. The the reason that you don't you can't get into the Rise of the Planet of the or the whole Planet of the Apes thing is because the apes act human just and no, stand it's, human it's and not the the design that way yeah it's the whole art design of the world like the oh, whole idea of the from the makeup that kind of blends human face with ape are you to, talking about a specific movie or about this recent one i don't the only i don't know i haven't seen the recent one okay this, the, is, the, the this previous is the one we're talking the, well, the recent one is all CG. totally different it's all cg totally different all, than tim because Burton's. the whole charlton heston or whoever right, right, right. was Get plus, the, plus the last no. one no it was these humans with clearly makeup yes. on their face. No, yeah, get, the, get that out these of your are, head. These are literally just apes, are apes and gorillas and chimpanzees and, chimpanzees and, and stuff like that that are, that are just move, there. They move like them. Now, Caesar, he, throughout the course of the film, he, he moves like an ape almost all the time. Throughout the course of the film, as he gets smarter and he starts... You know, he, it's a very cool evolutionary he's bringing, story. As he's bringing for his, all you Latter Day Saints out there, his you know the, the rest <laughs> of the apes in his group together under him, he starts walking taller and standing like a human because he's becoming more human. He's in fact he has more humanity in him and the way that he treats the people that are that are against him than the humans they are, have, than the right. humans actually yeah. have. It's actually a really cool story and how they play Caesar throughout that film, but. I, I my interpretation is he's standing taller throughout the film because he's he's accepting okay his intelligence I, and even though and, and, and stand, at the same time it doesn't look like a human it is no it looks it, like an it, ape yeah. who's standing okay. he looks like a chimpanzee who's standing on his bare on his hind feet all right so he's, yeah, he's still he's just kind of you know doing this sort but of that's thing, how but. that's I mean if so, you believe in evolution that's how we got standing the way that we stand so right. So even though I, I tend to have a slightly different movie opinion than than you guys do I will say I will give it a shot. Once, Please once it comes to Netflix. No, it's fine. Please do though. Okay, it's, totally it's, it's a it's or a good lots film. of have. Do you have a screener of that? Uh, it might have been one of the ones that I wasn't home to get. Fair so enough. yeah, I really want to see. But it from again. a visual effects standpoint, Jason, hey, it is damn impressive. Hey, have damn you guys impressive. ever 
thrown away or cut up one of the screeners no, that you've gotten no, to. No, no, I don't understand. Do they know what they're asking us to do? <laughs> hey, hey, here's this movie. 24 hours from now, here's, cut it up with scissors. Here's your mission. Why? To to accept it. Well, they don't want Why it out. Why would I do that? This they message don't will self-destruct in five seconds. <laughs> they don't want it out. They don't want. They don't want the piracy. And they, and, hey, dude, you Fair don't enough. want it either. Fair I'm, enough. I'm, I'm pretty anal about my about the screeners that come to me for that reason. Fair enough. I get that. I respect that. And there are safeguards in place where if a version is pirated. They can actually they track know. it. They know who it is. Yeah. But I, why? Why would you think to ask people to cut it up? First of all, if there's anyone listening who cuts up their screeners, call me. I'm really curious as to why. <laughs> they I, buy. We use them as. Uh, hey, there's, there's. I'm sure people will give us reasons. I use, them as, I use them as coasters and stocking yes. stuffers. <laughs> Did you ever see? It was, uh, you know, maybe six years ago or so. Um, when they were talking about uh, when Netflix was kind of starting out and everything, they were talking about disposable oh, yeah. CDs to where after three days the thing became black and it was un you know unwatchable. It was exposure to the laser, so over time exactly. the laser yes, would yes. basically burn out the yeah. But then it became over. more of that like didn't last that's long. just you know because then you're just being wasteful. Then you're just you know constantly then throwing away more wasteful than cutting through your DVD screeners exactly. and checking them. So maybe uh, they should incorporate that then. Right. Back on top of Real Steel and that, uh, I went to a, a Q&A panel to see some of my friends from DD when they, the, everybody was there to talk about the visual effects. at a, It was at Disney. It was on the main lot. And uh, what I found impressive about the tech were, were twofold. One is uh, Stan Winston's old studio switched over to Legacy Effects, all the guys who used to work for Stan Winston. And they, um, Rest in peace, Stan. Yeah, amazing man. And um, they did... Half the robots are practical, which is awesome. They built at least three of the main robots are practical. They're full-scale robots that uh, they could puppeteer and work. The other half were CG. The ones that were CG for animation I felt thought was awesome, and this is a comparison to Planet of the Apes, is they did uh, uh, live motion capture on set, which is what they did for Planet of the Apes as well, which is interesting, where they will actually uh, shoot the motion capture uh, on the set where they're shooting. Like Planet of the Apes was on the Golden Gate Bridge. They actually shot that. Uh, the same thing in Real Steel when Hugh Jackman is training the robot and, and uh, sparring with him. There was an actor in front of him literally sparring with him in the motion capture suit to work off of. Uh, and it was nice to see the tech start to evolve. That was, you're not stuck in a studio now to actually get your data. Yeah. Which is cool. It was also cool just to hear about how they they planned out how they were going to do all of the shoots. It was really good. There were some really good previs on the show. Very, yeah, very organized good on the show, and the previs department really rocked it. And the fa- the fun- the cool thing was the previs department worked with all of the other on site departments to make sure that everything was working. They even prevised how they would set up the five cranes that they That's what to I set heard. up to Were you with me pull that? off some of the shots. Oh, yeah, shit. I, I was like, I was like, yeah, that sounds like exactly where I was at. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's right. Sean was, that was, that so was the previs coolest didn't part. just previs the shot. They prevised how to construct the shot, which was really cool. Hmm. Like, yeah, the, the set thing was the coolest thing with the cranes. It was when the, um, there's a part where the one actor slides down, but when he, where he finds his robot and mm-hmm. it was in this quarry. And it was very easy for the line producer to say, "No, we just need to get five cranes in here." And then at the previous, I think the previous guy heard that and go, "Previous guy was like, do you really think that's gonna fit?" And he went, he went, and he animated five specs. cranes, and they actually choreographed a crane dance to get all of the booms and all of the light with the rigs dimensions and of the rigs oh, absolutely, dude, absolutely. absolutely. He went, really he cool. went further too, dude, to give them specs on the time of day. So on the previous passes, he had where the sun was going to be at what hour yeah. and showed where the shadows would hit. So the directors knew exactly. I, dude, I was blown away. We need some it of that very, at DreamWorks. 
It was very, <laughs> very, very immersive uh, pre-production that was uh, I was impressed with. I think it's time, gentlemen. Yeah, we call it a night. It's about the time that is we it wrap that time? up. It is. Get to know your nerd. Oh wait, no. <laughs> so close. Damn so close. it! We although, need new nerds. Although I will have to say, we've gotten a lot of response from the "Get to Know Your Nerd" segment. I, people apparently want to hear more about us, so we may see a reoccurrence of that. Do you know what? Go to go to the Facebook page, Facebook uh, slash Nerdtastic and Three D. Write down, comment, throw it out there. You want to hear something we're not talking about? I, all of us would love to hear. Reply on Twitter. Yes. Uh, yes. Go, go to the page and comment. We Absolutely. want to hear what you guys want. Actually, tell it's us funny, when Jack, we fuck some shit you, uh, up, like not being able to figure out what a wampa is. <laughs> yeah. No, it's funny. You actually beat me. I was going to bring up the exact same thing. I have a challenge for everyone who's listening, which is that I, we know some of you who are listening, who are friends of ours. We want to hear from everyone the only this, ones this next week. We want to hear topic suggestions. We want to hear your opinions, what you're curious about. Because, hey, we want you involved. Because, hey, this is an interactive thing, guys. This is us as Ooh. friends with our friends, you know, supporting each other. We uh, we potentially are toying around with taking the show on the road a bit. <laughs> taking it on the road. Uh, we, could be, we could be We're podcasting do, from could, your house. Taking it to... <laughs> that'll be, that'll be it. That'll coming be, to your <laughs> house. In a world. <laughs> with Jack Gagler, Jason Carter, Sean Fennel, Josh LeBron. That sounds Adam. awesome. <laughs> Baby Adam. Why is it in a world? That's always the line. <laughs> in a world. Have you never seen that? No, you ever seen it? I have. Viewer discretion advised. So we're going to record our next podcast on the road to Vegas. A renegade cop. Not a bad one. No, no. Two renegade cops. Two renegade cops. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. If there are boys. Good time. Sorry. Too many fortune cookies. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. die in 10 minutes. If there are boys and girls listening, come here. find love on flag day. How many more times can I interrupt Jason Carter? <laughs> I'm just waiting now. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you all. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, thank you. On behalf number, of everyone here 10. at Nertastic in 3D, it's number, number 10, guys. Yeah. <laughs> On behalf of everyone here at Nertastic in 3D, thank you so much for listening. Peace and out. We're out. Good night. Later. Nertastic. Nertastic. Nertastic.